This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast. Chinese Zodiac. The modern Age One Shot. Hey everyone, this is Mike. We are playing Modern Age. Uh, this adventure is called the Chinese Zodiac Caper. It's totally original. Who are you and what are you playing? I'm BJ and I'm playing J.C. Watt. Uh, thief extraordinary, I'm guessing. <clears throat> Alright, I'm Nick. I'm playing Rudy Long. He is your standard... Game of Geek who's too smart for himself, IT nerd, who somehow is able to be a full-on spy as well. <laughs> Essentially a hacker, or a cyber Oh, he's full-on spy, according to like everything on this sheet. <clears throat> he's Neil. Because he can also talk to people, and he has a band. <laughs> that, that is unusual for <laughs> Right? Yeah. And he can do first aid, apparently. And he can build pretty much anything. But, yeah, with a 3D printer. Oh. See, I feel like that should be mentioned somewhere in here, not just that you can make any item. I'm Brian. I'm playing Danny Severino. Semper fucking Fi. Alrighty. Hoorah! Hoorah! So, y'all read your background, right? That will get paid. Yeah. Marine slang pulled up. I to get that. Keep it up so I can keep it fresh. More Marine slang. Uh... You are all you are all art thieves. JC, you are an art thief. And you two work for JC or work with JC. Uh, and I'm talking high-end, you know, break into the museum and steal the painting type of art thief. Um, I do forgeries, too. Grew up in forgery, yeah. And uh, you are kind of all freelance, or I mean... Are live outside the normal workaday uh, society, and you're currently your headquarters is in Manila, so you're in the Philippines. Uh, but I just just to put the pressure on you guys, what was your most recent job? Uh, forging a Van Gogh for and some rich guy. How did it go? Well, he hasn't noticed anything yet, so you <clears throat> sure whined a lot when we cut off his ear, though. <laughs> he noticed that part. Sorry. All right. <laughs> well, JC, you live in the shadows. Yep. Um, so you don't, it's not like you have an ad in the yellow pages for Art Thief, but what you do have is an agent, basically. Yeah. Who, you know, people know that if they need something obtained, call this number. And then he gets a hold of you. Yep. And so, on this nice summer day in Manila, uh, your phone rings, it's your agent. And he says, JC, yep. I got a job. This might be a big one. Alright. So what are we doing? Well, uh, the client wants to meet directly with you. I don't do that type of stuff. Well, you might want to in this case. This is big. This sounds like a trap. Yes. You know, I'm not good with people. That's a trap. That's why I, that's why I have you. What's the guy's name? I'll run a search on him. Uh, yeah, it's... His name's Roger Wu. That has to be fake. 
Uh, no, it's not. You, in fact, you recognize the name right away. I mean, it, it's fake in the real world, but in <laughs> the game world, it's not fake. So, like, he was just on the cover of Fortune magazine. So, All right. Audible, Audible Gasp. He's a Chinese tech billionaire. Okay. What does Mr. Wu need? He says, well, you know, you know about the Yuan Mingguan Fountain that was back in the Imperial Palace. Yeah, never heard of it. Well, you can Google that. Uh, <laughs> I assume he's on speakerphone and you're all talking. Mingguan? Y-U-N, Ming, Y, sorry, Y-U-A-N, Ming, Y-U-A-N. He says, uh, it was a, it was a fountain, uh, with these bronze heads of the animals from the Chinese zodiac, and it was in the in the imperial palace. And in, as you remember from grade school history, which we're from America, they don't talk about other countries in their school. You two are not from America. <clears throat> He's the only one from America. I didn't go to school. I'm Chinese. I was smuggled out of the country during the Square Massacre in '89. Without diplomatic credentials, I grew up in big city slums of the Pacific Rim. All it says is that I got a full ride scholarship to IIT, Indian Institute of Technology. Oh, that's helpful. So, yeah, I didn't say where you're from, but yeah, you're from India. Pick a country. Well, Vang might be Chinese or Vietnam, Vietnam or something. So, you're all sort of this pan Asian, you know, Pacific Rim type. People, except for Danny, who's just full, full-on American, living Hello, this. Hello, this is Rudy. Thank you for calling. Come serve me. How may I help you? Is <laughs> <clears throat> Rudy your real name? <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course I'm a real person. I'm not a robot. <laughs> um, he says, well, he's a very patriotic man and wants to make a gift of the missing... Uh, Fountain heads, the heads of these animals, uh, to the government of China and restore the Yuan Ming Yuan fountain. Uh, I don't think his motives are completely pure. I mean, that's a grand patriotic thing to do, but I think it also gives him a certain amount of leverage in his business dealings and, you know, regulatory conversations with the government of China if he's made such a gift. So if you don't want to meet with him, you don't have to. But I need to get back with him, yes or no, on the job. And uh, what what he's prepared to pay is one million dollars per head for the four that we know exist, which are um, rabbit, snake, rooster, and rat. Seven that China already has, and then the one that is missing is dragon head. No one knows of its whereabouts. And he has some suspicions and details. I mean, he knows where the four are. And I think that's why he wanted to meet with you, was to disclose that. But if you want to work through me, that is fine. I don't know. I thought we meet with him. This could be enlightening. I don't know. It sounds kind of shady. We're kind of shady. We are shady. We are the shade. He says he, he wanted to meet with you in a public place, and I had tentatively arranged that for um, at the Rizal Monument in Manila, which is like a you know tall tower with a statue and a big open area. So it's this unsurveilled but large public place. So it would be an out-of-doors thing. I'm thinking about it. 
It'll be fine. Let me do the talking. All right, we'll beat him. All right. You'll be doing he's, the talking. He's buying, right? Yes. Buying what? Lunch? Dinner? The, no, you're beating at, Is this meeting at a statue, not a restaurant. Why are we not meeting at a restaurant? Well, I think he wanted to meet somewhere that was more open. That had, I mean, I think he's actually, confidentially, I, I think he's worried about being kidnapped. So he wanted to be someplace that was open and public, but where you could have a conversation where no one could overhear and the like, if anyone did have some kind of team, they'd have to be 500 yards away. Fine, fine. He's, you know, he's got a fear of somebody kidnapping him. Why would he even set up a meeting in the first place? There's less of a chance of uh, kidnapping. I don't know. This thing's got me all puzzled. It'll be fine. We'll do it. He's good. Okay. So I'll tell him 1 o'clock tomorrow, and I mean, I'm sure he'll get you something <clears> from one of the food carts out there if you want lunch. Yep. Okay. Uh, anything you're doing in preparation for the meeting? You're just going to show up and be you. Uh, so make some, get a map of the area, get an escape plan going. I'd probably show up an hour or two early. Okay. Check out the crowd. Yeah, so the, the Rizal Monument is just a, like a big open concrete square, basically. Yep. It's a pretty much a whole city block. It's got park benches, it's got... The monument to Rizal in the middle. Um, it's not like it is to some extent a tourist destination, but it isn't one where you hang out for a long time because it's like, yep, there it is. And yep. I'm going to catch a jeepney to the next thing. Um, but it is the kind of place where people will go to get lunch from a food cart and sit on a bench and eat it or that kind of thing. Uh, so you get there early, <clears throat> check out the crowds, you don't see anyone uh, loitering or suspicious, you know, like people spend their 15 to 30 minutes and go. Um, and at the appointed time, A, you see a long black, like Lexus limo pull up. Jeez, oh, like he's not advertising. And, uh, the, the driver, not the driver, but like the security guy in the front passenger seat gets out, you know, scopes everything out, opens the door. And this, uh, businessman looking guy, I mean, you know, fucking $3,000 suit, gets out, uh, puts on a pair of sunglasses, uh, spots you guys, and comes walking toward you via the prearranged signal of, I'll have a red ball cap and a yellow umbrella or whatever. Good deal, right? I got a red ball cap. You know what it says on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, proceed. <laughs> Purina. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he comes walking over, uh, introduces himself. Uh, hello, I'm Roger Wu. Um, your agent said to meet you here. One of you is JC. Oh, yes, that is JC. I'm Moody. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Very good, very good. Are, are you an idiot? Uh, no, I don't think I am an idiot. You stick out in this crowd like a sore thumb. So? Well, if you're worried about people finding you, they're going to find you now. I'm not worried about people finding me. All right. Next time, be a little more discreet. Show up in a small vehicle, nothing huge, nothing that's going to point people at your, your way. Everyone in a legitimate business here. It's that, okay, Jason. That's fine. He's, he's fine. Everything is fine. We're all cool. That's fine. I just, didn't, right. I just didn't want to meet in some shady, you know, underground restaurant where I didn't have control or knowledge of the situation. This seemed open and simple. So what is your business? 
It says, uh, oh, well, I'm in many businesses. Uh, we have a, I mean, it started as, as uh, Woo Electronics, but um, we're in internet and disruptive innovation and a whole whole bunch of things at this point. I can't even keep track of it. So what do you need us for? Well, um, I take it you've been briefed on the fountain, the Chinese zodiac. So the government of China has managed to repatriate through auction seven of the heads from the fountain in the Imperial Gardens. Um, They were all looted, but different people ended up with them. And, you know, you wait long enough and at some point or another they show up at Sotheby's or one of the big auction houses. You know, I've had my agents go and buy some of them on my behalf. The government of China has purchased some of them. And we're working on a rather ambitious plan to restore the fountain. You know, the uh, the former grounds of the Imperial Palace are a large park in Beijing now. You may have been there. Um, and I think it would do great honor to China to restore that important fountain to its original beauty. But... Five of the heads are still missing. Four of them, I know where they are. They're in France. And the, their owner, their putative owner, or descendant of one of the original thieves, if you prefer that, uh, has declined any amount of money to sell them to me and does not have any plans to auction them or get rid of them at all. Uh, she's a foolish woman. Uh, so I want you to steal them, and I will pay you handsomely. At one million, one million euros per head to do so. Now, the difficult part, and why I need real professionals, uh, is the dragon head. The dragon head is still missing. No one knows where it is. I want you to locate it. And if you can give me the whole set of five, I will pay you ten million euros for the whole set. All right. Well, I need all the information you got. All right. I have information. He says, uh, the, the four heads, rabbit, snake, rooster, and rat, are located in the Chateau uh, Montbrun, which is in France, and he names the town, uh, which is owned by Daphne Montbrun, one of the, the descendants of, you know, a French soldier or sailor or something. Uh, I don't think this is going to be hard. But the, the thing that is more interesting and unknown to me is uh, you may be able to find clues in Chateau Montbrun about the possible location of Dragon. So is this Daphne actively trying to collect the Dragon Head as well? No, no. She, she has them because her great-great-grancestor was then part why, of that. Why would there be clues as to the Dragon Head? There. Well, because they were all, the, the heads all came back on the same ship, and that ship was wrecked. And he survived the shipwreck and brought back four of the heads, and other people had other heads, but the dragon head has never turned up, so the, the <coughs> supposition is that the dragon head might still be with the shipwreck. Shipwreck, you say? So are these heads cursed? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. It's always good to know these things. The, the seven that were actively... Rest- we haven't had any crazy accidents in restoring the fountain, so there's no reason to believe that they're cursed. All right. And where is the shipwreck located? Well, that we don't know. Okay. That's what you would need to find out. 
Alright, and what is the time allotted, do you want? Uh, no, but take as much time as you need. Okay. Um, I'd be delighted if I could see if, if I had these five heads within a couple of weeks, but, you know, whatever you need to do to properly plan and execute the job. Okay. Alright. And we will disperse. And... Okay. He, like, dips his watch and the limo pulls up and... He walks back and gets in and drives off. Okay. So, what are you going to do? Well, <clears throat> oh, we're going to have to go to France. I'm, I'm going to start hacking information on this place. Looking up, yeah, look up information on this place, like architectural plans and all this mm-hmm. and that. Learn the ins and outs. Roll that shit. Okay. <clears throat> we got intelligence, security. Ten. I got two of the same. You're a little ahead of yourself here. Okay. Um, that would be for like, I have the card reader in front of me, and I have to okay break in your. Right, well, I was saying if they had any systems installed and architectural deals and stuff like that, not to activate, but to kind of study what they've got, so I know how to when I get there. Okay. What do the basics so, first? Okay. What do you want me to roll? Uh, roll intelligence. You have like research. I have electronics, computers, research, and security plus one. So uh, research. Okay. So I roll the three d six. And add the ability, the big number, and your plus one. Okay. So plus five. So I just add all of this up. Yep. Nineteen. Okay, that's really good. And did you get any pairs on it? I did not. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Still, that is that was an imposing feat to you know your your hack. So you do manage to get from France the actual blueprints of Montbrun Castle. So this is the top floor, if you will, like you know the roof, courtyard, and the stuff in that level of the towers. The floor below. There's a super label on it. Yes. The floor below. I mean, this is like someone, some history architecture grad student has, you know, this was their thesis on doing, you know, studying the castle. So, yes, there is a secret room labeled in the plans because isn't that interesting that this castle had a secret room? The floor below that, which is just above the main floor, the main floor. And then there's a basement layer that is under the southwest tower that has kitchens and stuff. And I mean, this is actually, it's it's the modern plan. So the okay. interior of the castle has been somewhat modernized to make it, like, actually halfway comfortable to live in. And then there's also, like, the details of the square tower. Okay. And it's a very uh, picturesque castle. So there are a number of photographs of it, and that's, you know, it's basically like, it's not large, and it's your classic sort of D&D castle, like a round tower on each corner, four rooms, but then the southwest tower has a square tower on top of the round tower. And each tower has a stair or an elevator, and then the, there's a central stairway that's a spiral stair. 
So you get all that with your check and a whole bunch of pictures and GPS coordinates and stuff like that. I presume I have a way of getting the tools of my particular trade from country to country. Yes. Either, either you've got a way to ship them or you've got contacts in countries that could get you what you need. So, cool. you know, like if you needed a vehicle, I'm, I'm kind of making the assumption like you are competent in your trade. <laughs> What's the plan, boss? Um, in terms of security systems and stuff like that, you don't get to, like, what brand of locks do they have on the door? But What security you, company have they hired? Right, but, but you do find some details about their security. So they have, the, the owner worked with a security consultant to make sort of a security plan, so you know the basics of it they have. Um, Numerous cameras around the grounds and in the building. They have uh, a security team at any given time of 10 guards. Uh, there are motion detectors in certain places in the castle and some specific uh, security features on the valuable antiquities, of which there are many. So it's not just these dragon heads, but like. You know, we have the banner of the English from that time we won a battle. Oh, wait, that never happened. Does our charter, in this case, specify that we can't take anything else? Nope. Perfect. Well, there's a couple of different ways we can get in. We've got a service entrance. There's the kitchen entrance. Or we can just take a tour and kind of disappear from the tour. Hide out in the... I mean, there's a ton of guest rooms. We could actually even, uh, you know, reserve a room, maybe? What what your research uh, brings up is that they have been renovating the castle to make it okay. into a, like, rental property, but that it is not yet at that state. Okay, so we can and pose as construction workers. <clears throat> In real life, you can rent this castle. Oh, nice. Really? Yes. So it's in France? It's, it is in France. It's a real thing. You can rent it. Don't mind me. I'm just... So how do you guys want to do it? Go in. Kill them all. Get that? This is a D and d <laughs> It's close, but it's not. It's just for me. you got to remember, our parties drop like flies. <laughs> All I know is if everybody's dead, they can't file the <laughs> theft. Well, if they're renovating this whole place, he's just going as construction workers. I wonder if I can hack the wait. cameras wait, with wait. detectors to disable them temporarily, or... Somebody's doing all this renovation to rent the rooms out and that. Why would they keep priceless valuables there? I think it's a real world thing. I don't think that's a setting. No, he, he said it's being renovated. To yeah. Renovating. Oh. Okay. Um, because that adds to the mystique well, and prestige of the place. And we got to find out where For whatever price they're renting, presumably they expect that their security system will hold stuff off. You can make more rolls on things if you have any ideas. 
Um, I need to come up with some sort of plan on where to locate these objects. They're gonna be priceless. They're doing renovation to rent the place out. There's a kitchen and the bar in the secret room. Yeah. This is the best castle ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> no one is playing the talky face character, really, in that that was really Alexandra. But one thing you could do is actually come up with some kind of basic con to have an excuse to talk face to face with the owner. We could pretend that we are <clears throat> a company that provides destination tours, weddings, and rentals, and things of that nature. And we are interested in the venue for future rentals. We're from TripAdvisor. That would potentially work. <laughs> or we could be a company that tests security systems. Which, in a manner of speaking, you are. Yeah, that's right up our alley. If we get caught, we say, all right, you guys got a good security system. Do, do we know where in here the stuff is actually being stored? No. That's why it might be helpful to have an excuse to yes, get, a, like get a tour, story. because you don't get to just buy a ticket and take the tour. It's not yeah. that open of a... So we have a couple options on the table here. We can either try to pretend we're some business that has a legitimate interest in being there with regards to tours or whatever else. We can try to just sneak in as part of construction crew and then disappear and hopefully figure shit out. We can just straight up stealth in and not even reconnoiter at all. I uh, can possibly hack their security system and disable the motion sensors and the cameras and whatever briefly. I'm assuming they're feeding into a spot where somebody's actually watching the video feeds. So I'd have to just like the, put something on a loop kind of right. nonsense. It it seems reasonable to you that like you know if you're if you have a camera in a liquor store, it's probably just writing to to memory somewhere yes. to be reviewed later after the robbery. But if this has this number of cameras and that number of active guards, yeah. then then there's a dude sitting at a desk watching video monitors. So, in radio contact with other dudes. Can we burn it down? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get typecast. Prior to Notre Dame, I'd say it's a stone building. Burn, but apparently they do. Apparently they do. Too soon. So what? What's your general idea of the approach, JC? You're the you're the boss. So yeah, boss. Bad boss. Oh yeah. Inefficient. <laughs> I'm gonna say we uh, pose as a security uh, company to test other security companies out. Because that will at least give us some layout of security and should pinpoint where these things might be located. So we're posing as a security company who's coming in to test their security company. Yes. They do have those. They hire people to come in and test security, their security. Okay. So that'll be us. We'll go in, we'll tell them sometime during this week we will try to break in and see how far we get and whatnot. We'll give them a full report on their security details and how we're able to do it and all that stuff. That doesn't really help us figure out where stuff is. 
Well, yeah, because they'll be walking us around. They, they're going to show us what their security is and how we can beat it. We'll, we will figure out how we can beat it to get in there. Oh, so we go there. We yep. tell them that's what they're there for. Yep. And they obviously won't check with their higher-ups to make sure this is legitimate. And then we'll come back later and actually break in. Yes. So you're going to talk to, or I'm presuming send an email to Daphne Montbrun? Yeah. Or to her security service? Actually, we'd probably do both. Well, yeah, because we're going we're gonna to want a tour of the place. Tell us what they have for security and all this and that. And then we will attempt to beat their security system. Okay. So, so we'll send it to both of them to let them know. In an effort to make this look somewhat legitimate, I will shut up a quick fake website yep. and a shell kind of thing. So if someone does some cursory looking, it looks like we actually have a presence and exist. Right. Except that the phone number rings to your mom's answering machine. Vandalay in the streets. She never answers the phone, so. Okay. So you're able to do that. Whoever's actually writing the letter, give me a uh, communication roll. <laughs> I have a nine or a ten of persuasion counts. I also have a pair of ones. Okay, persuasion counts. I have a ten. Um, with a pair of ones. And what is your off-color die? Um, a one. Okay, so you have one stunt point to spend on a firearm stunt. I'd say on a social stunt, probably, or an infiltration stunt, or an attitude stunt. So there. Um, I guess I would do the general social core impress. So game plus one per SP spent towards your next social test against the same target as this test during this encounter. Okay. So I, I don't know if the encounter bit works, if that would actually Well I'm I'm treating this like email interaction as an encounter essentially. So so you mock up your fake website, you make an email that looks mm-hmm. legit, send this out and like the first time you do it, no reply. Um like, oh, junk mail, we get tons of this stuff, delete. So you make a little bit better one uh, where you say you actually like link to your, um, what's it called when someone says something about your business? Review? Yeah. Reviews or um, audit. Not audits. But, <laughs> um, attestations mm. of satisfied clients, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, SureX Security showed us the most vul- the the biggest vulnerabilities yes. in our security system, and we couldn't be happier. We've saved we've saved over half a million dollars in losses since then. And so uh, they actually nibble, and because it's not like a clear phishing email type of thing, it doesn't put in your credit card. You know, like it seems pretty legit. Um, you hear back from the chief of security and said, yes, this is potentially interesting. I will forward this to Miss DeBrun for her review. And uh, the next day, you get an email back from her. Okay. Um, the French accent just drips off the email. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, this is very interesting to me. <laughs> 
she actually writes old lady Z's. Z's. Yeah, like Z E D S. Um, uh, can you send me your rate sheet? You know, basically. Upon request. Sorry. We <laughs> oui, and I am requesting. <laughs> Technicalities. <clears throat> okay. I'm not customer So you've established a dialogue, basically. Yes. I mean, you. And we would do it as you know they give us like a an upfront retainer, and then we do the test, and then based on that, and we'll figure out pricing for sort of thing after that. So we get a smaller amount upfront, so they feel more secure with letting us in and starting to talk to us. Okay. Um, so she sends you a 500 euro retainer and you're able to schedule a date for like next week to uh, meet with her. Mm-hmm. You know, if we ditch the job, just quit now. We're probably we can split that three, 500 euro three ways. <laughs> it's not jump change. That could just be a racket getting the retainers. And it's, yeah. it's a day job. So yeah, you've got a meet set. Uh, what you got to go in a week? Mm-hmm. Are you doing anything to prepare? I mean, besides <clears throat> plane tickets and all that. <clears throat> Target practice. Okay, uh, I'll practice driving on. Oh no, they're on the right side. Never mind. Yeah, Manila's on the right. I'll practice driving on that trick. <laughs> Get a haircut, clean shave. Some new clothes. Okay. I don't think they want me wearing all black when I do this. You have resources. Uh, yep. And most mostly I'm not going to worry about that. I think in a campaign that would be more relevant. But yeah. You could make a resources test, which is roll your dice, add your resources to it. And But I mean, things like clothes, you need a t- 10 and you got 3, so you're going to make that pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Basically, you'd be able to get plane tickets, clothes, ordinary gear. If you wanted something like a helicopter in France, then, yes. you know. Yes? Doesn't every plan start with a helicopter? Every good plan. I, I, I thought it was an ending of the plan to our escape. It's in there somewhere. That's all that matters. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a helicopter. Well, Danny would be your helicopter guy. Because he drives, flies, and shoots. Okay. So, uh, you get a flight to France. Um, get there a few days ahead of time. What are you doing in France? Um, I would like... I guess I would be setting up equipment that we're going to need for this. Like, you know, the van with the security. With the electronic stuff where I can try to, like, get on the edge of the network and get in that way and middleman and whatever else. Okay. So you run a van, you bring, you know, lots of luggage with you with computers and... I'll do some surveillance from a distance, watch the guards, how they move, that type of stuff. Okay. You, you get the guard pattern figured out. There's three guards. There's no wall around it, so that's nice. There's not, like, a wall and a moat and all that. It's just the castle. Um... There's three guards that patrol the grounds, and they have dogs. There are two, one at the top of the big square tower, and one at the opposite tower, the northeast tower, um, that just are sort of chilling out up there, keeping an eye from a high point of view. And the other five, you assume, are inside. Probably four, four patrolling and one at the desk. Okay. 
lot of security. Mm-hmm. So if we get a cop chopper, we want to go to a non-man tower with a chopper. If we decide to get a chopper. Oh. For extraction? Yeah. Okay. Too much noise trying to enter. I'm sorry, Danny. Yeah. Doing anything? Not really. Okay. Uh, I'm at a loss for what I would do. So. Yeah, I'm, this is pretty, pretty unstructured. Um, so yeah, the day of the meet comes. Uh, who's meeting with her? All of you or a subset of all of you? Oh. I mean, I assume we would all be looking for different things on said walkthrough. In a way, yeah. like you do represent three different aspects of security. Yeah. So, so the walkthrough is preliminary to. Yes. Yeah, we're okay. gonna we're gonna learn. So basically, we're walking got. through. Okay, and then we'll tell them a week from now we'll come back, and at some yeah. point you won't know. We'll try to infiltrate, and we're gonna do it like tomorrow instead. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. To we'll tell them sometime this month. We'll try to infiltrate, see how well their security system is. And then we can tell them how we got by it and whatnot and how to upgrade it. But, you know, kind of leave a back door for us in case of future adventures. (laughs) All right. So the day of the meeting comes is like Tuesday, uh, early afternoon. And her house, she lives in a modern house that is on the, you know, the grounds of this, but is a couple hundred yards away. And she meets you there. Uh, Hello. Excuse my poor English. I am very pleased to meet you. I am Daphne Montbrun. I'm JC Wyatt. Pleased to meet you. I'm Ezekiel Jones. Very good to meet you. Ezekiel? Danny. Danny. Oh, American. Fucking ain't right. Could not tell. Until you <laughs> yeah. Fat, coarse mouth. <laughs> I, I'm all... I, I, it says I have an olive t-shirt, but it's not just an olive t-shirt. It's got, like, the big skull with the beret that says kill them all that got some more. Yeah. Okay. So it's that kind of classy. You have the uses. She says, yes, so owning this castle has been very difficult for me because the uh, French government, since it is a historic site, has certain requirements about how it is to be maintained and, you know, that... Changes have to be approved, and it's it's all very trade difficile, but uh, and expensive. But at the same time, you know the Montbrun family, uh, you know, a thousand years ago, we were lords of the domain and could tax the serfs. <coughs> and of course, that is all gone now. So you know, many people in Europe who have inherited castles are going broke, trying to keep them <coughs> keep them up, but. Uh, so that is why we are doing the work to convert to some sort of make a business out of it. Uh, but yet the castle is uh, filled with, you know, a thousand years of history of my family. Uh, there are many priceless relics mm-hmm. in it uh, that, you know, uh, are valuable and cannot be parted with. So we also have to play, pay the exorbitant security fees to... yes. Keep it protected, and and I think our security is very good, but I am not smart to know the weaknesses. Uh, so it would be good if you could give me your advice on like how could the security be better, and also how could it be less expensive and better at the same time? Would we not have to pay as many men, for example, or uh, is there anything we can do? But I will I will show you through. And uh, so she kind of gives you the the personal guided tour of the castle and 
starts in the basement. You know, here's our kitchens and laundry and that kind of stuff. Um, first floor, this is all open courtyard to the sky here. And there's the old well, kind of main floor kitchen. Is the old well dry? Uh, no. We are, the river is right there, and we are very close to the water table. So it, it, in ancient times, very important for defense. If you, This castle was besieged three separate times, and we were able to have stores of food and access to water. Très important. No? Oui. Uh, however, when she gets to the second floor, and all the rooms are, like, really nice, but the great hall on the second floor is, like, there, there's good shit everywhere. Okay, so there's halberds and cross swords and shields and kind of lots of stuff and paintings. And uh, You have knowledge of art? Yes. Okay, roll that intelligence art. Twelve. Okay, there are... It's not like she has old masters or anything like that. There are definitely... There, there aren't million-dollar paintings in here, but there are a lot of $10,000 paintings, $20,000 paintings that are, you know, so I mean, it's, it's, yeah. she's got stuff, and then even, like, the more medieval stuff, you know, the suits of armor and stuff like that are worth a lot, um, and it's pretty much chock-full of this kind of stuff, but then the Great Hall is really the, like, the prize room, Okay. so this has stuff under glass, and... You know, like a some Bible, you know, um, illuminated Bible from 1231, all written in low French, and uh, kind of all these things. Um, and that's you do see the um, the heads, okay, and they're under under their own glass. And she's kind of going through and explaining, you know, sort of the historical relevance of all these knickknacks. None of them are as cool to Rudy as. The cross swords over the entryway of the movie replica of Glandering and the movie replica of Andural. <clears throat> anyway, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what kind of security do you have in this, for sense. this room? She says, Oh, uh, this room uh, with, you know, this is more or less the museum of the castle. Uh, it has uh, cameras, and she points out like three different cameras. And also motion detectors. And then, like, she goes up to one of the glass cases, like the one over the Bible, and gives it a bump, and alarms go off. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's a security guard, like, following you around. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead and deactivate it. We're just checking it out. So it's got that kind of, um, like, thick-tempered glass that has um, a contact between the bottom of the glass and the case so that if it's disconnected, then it triggers an alarm. Or if the glass were shattered or anything like that. Are the cameras monitored? She says, we? Live? Yes. On-site, off-site? On-site. It is uh, here in the billiard room is the security center. Is the power for the castle uh, derived from a generator or is it linked up to... No, we are on uh, French national power. Nuclear power. I just had an idea. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to involve maybe a large crater somewhere in France. Maybe. (laughs) It's France. 
Um, yeah, and so the general like security, there aren't really hallways to speak of because you more just have these four rooms with little passageways between them. But there are basically cameras on each doorway, mm-hmm. um, and usually one camera with a wide view of each room or the courtyard, uh, and then cameras facing outwards, probably eight, so every cardinal direction and you know northwest southwest. Okay. Um, but there is no security that's not attached to the building. Like there's no external camera looking back at the building, and. Uh, motion detectors in the Great Hall, um, and then, yeah, like I said, specific security on things that are in glass cases. All right. I see we have security elsewhere throughout this building. She says, oh, yes, yes, there are, uh, there's essentially a guard on each floor. Okay. Uh, three on the grounds, two on the roof, and one in the security center. Okay. Is this the only room with cameras in it? Do you have other rooms with cameras in it? All the rooms have cameras. Okay. That's just in there. And the motion detectors are kind of everywhere. No, the motion detectors are only in here. Only in there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how many entrances do you have to this place? Um, there's... Effectively three. Okay. So there's a the main entrance in the front. Uh, there's a... Two service. Yeah, entrances. and two service entrances. Okay. With the renovations going on, are any areas... What areas are currently being worked on? Uh, most of the work is actually being done on the upper floors, so the third and fourth floor right now. Okay. And it is it is a mix of like straight up stone work, so like tuck pointing the stone just because like it's going to fall down if we don't. Mm-hmm. And they aren't they're like trying to keep really true to the original construction. So it, she explains it's a giant pain in the ass because, like, we have to have these PhDs in history cut the boards just so, you know, yeah. make the curtains in a certain way so that it's, like, original. You can't just go to French Kmart and buy some curtains. You have to, like, tap them. But uh, they aren't trying to modernize it too much. I mean, she said there are yeah. certain things we have to do, like put in bathrooms, which means a certain amount of plumbing. Yep. But, and, and... And then electrical and all that crap. Well, there is already electrical all the way through it. Um, and the... But, yeah, it's... So it's, it's mostly things like dealing with the issues of, A, it's a very old stone building, and, B, like, having it kind of climate-controlled is a bigger issue than... And then just dealing with things like rotting floorboards or stuff like that. And it's not like it's in terrible shape. There aren't mm-hmm. places that are unsafe to go, but it, it isn't something that, you know, the floor should have a nice polish on them. If you're are there backup right generators out. for the alarms or anything like that in case, you know, the power go, were to go out? Uh, she turns and asks the security guard, and he's like, no. Okay. Kind of weird. But okay. She says, well, the power is... Trey reliable. It's not like we are a bunch of hicks in northern Wisconsin where the power goes out all the time. <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> Our American friend there. Okay. So I guess we would just kind of continue the rest of the tour at this point just because it yep. seemed like we were looking for one specific thing. Okay. Um, and then kind of adjourn. All right. Give this bill. Yeah. Back. Is this well, Egyptian well, cotton in these sheets? Very nice. Yes. <laughs> My great grandfather stole them from Egypt. 
smell over a hundred years old. You wouldn't be even that. So we'll, we'll, we'll tell her sometime. We'll give, us a, <laughs> yeah. we'll give us a good time frame. We'll tell them that within the next month we will attempt to uh, bypass their security. Sure. And we'll start coming up with our plan. So obviously we have to have power. Yeah. Or is that too obvious? It might be too obvious. I wonder... I mean, I could see a way uh, to get, if, like, the tapes on a loop, but how to get past the glass. Oh, well, everything that would be hooked up to the box. If we're able to just cut the power to that room so nobody notices, that would be... You'd have to be inside to do that. All right. Yeah. Because um, if you're talking about just cutting the power from, like, a, the external line and completely cutting it, that's one thing. But if you're talking about... Okay, we're room. in here and you need to cut a specific room off. You basically just got to hit the fuse box there. and cut it yeah. off. Yeah, there. Um, That'll be quite obvious. The second, the second we cut the entire power, they're probably going to start freaking out. Yep. We could possibly use it as a distraction, though. Yeah. So, like, if I try to infiltrate their stuff, it might be easy to do it as it's restarting or something like that. Can you so see, I mean, I don't know if it's too late to notice this, but, like, when you are at the castle, can you see anything around? Like, can you see the village in the distance or something? Uh, I'll say yes. Okay. You can, like... So maybe if we cut, like, the power to the region, but they can see the village is also out of power. It's not like somebody's cutting... Yeah, like, yeah. I just want to blow that planet. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if we cut power to the building and they can see other places still have power, power, that's obviously heightened alarm. But if we cut power to the building, but it's just like a general outage because of a storm or something. I mean, not that we have to wait time to a storm. But I mean, if they can see it's not just us, it's everybody, mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't raise as much of an alarm. Possibly. Yeah. Um, my thought process is maybe... I can slip something out of the line, the, like the, the communication lines in, so then if we cut the power briefly, they have to restart all, all of their systems, and while stuff's restarting, I can piggyback in and take control of it and mm-hmm. set up the fake loops. Nice. So like if we shock power for like a minute and then put it back on. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, once you get control of it, we can have to like go in right away and <coughs> wait it in until they relax again. Maybe. Um, the longer we wait, the more likely they would notice something's off. Well, and also she doesn't... As you did your tour, I'm assuming you had, like, legal pads and were taking notes. Yeah. And that wouldn't be... So So I'm going to, like, allow you the luxury of perfect recall to, yeah. like, know where the fuse box is and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. So we'll do it in a month timeline. So it gives us some time to go over our plans, get everything down... And then when we're ready, we'll just go in and do our thing. And so we'll give her a, a one-month timeline because the guy was in no hurry. Yep. And it also might also give us an opportunity to get an, some sort of clue about the dragon's head. It's true because you have to look around for that, too. I mean, uh, would that be in the offices? Some file on the heads or something? Might be something in there? Uh, give me an intelligence just straight intelligence check. Eight. No. Nah. You can try that too, Ruby. Any specific specialties that apply? No. Memory. Nine. Okay. Uh, with a nine. 
when you were, you know, she's giving you all this historical context for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first Duke of, you know, Montbrun won that in a battle, and this and that, and kind of going through all this stuff. But one of the, ant- when you went by the dragon heads, she's like, yeah, that was uh, my one, two, three great grandfather, uh, Antoine Montbrun. And she kind of gives you like the short version of the Opium War, and we brought the, he brought these back. Sure. Um, you recall seeing a painting in one of the hallways mm-hmm. that was of a shipwreck. And now that you think back about it, you thought the painting was signed A. Montbrun. Okay. So maybe we yank that painting too, and then try to use the painting to locate where the shipwreck is. Uh, yeah, obviously, whatever we do, we're going to have to steal a lot more than the heads. Obviously, just yeah. Stuff off the sun. It's, it's obvious. we got to clean out that whole room. So. Yep. Um, if we used a helicopter for extraction, would the amount of stuff from that room impact? No, you would need a moving van. So we couldn't get a Chinook. No. <laughs> 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 All right. No, I mean, there were, like... Egyptian statues and like big, crazy, heavy shit. So <laughs> I mean, granted, we're trying to pick up four bronze. Well, these are th- these are like the size of a football. Yeah. Is there but a it's still bronze? So. Is there a mail drop off somewhere nearby? <laughs> <laughs> Just start putting yeah. out crates and putting in no, like we can we take, can the work, take, we can take the take the armor down, roll it up, put it in the mailing tube, a poster tube. Just mail it to ourselves. <laughs> like I think that's how a that there, there was an art theft in like Norway where that's exactly what they did. I yeah, was I, like I think I saw it in some, and then they just mail the mail slot in the, in the building. Yeah, and then it just went out. Nobody ever caught it. I think I saw that in a movie or something too. Would have been the Thomas Crown affair, maybe. I think so. Could be. Sounds right. National treasure. Also, might have been national treasure. Anyway, all right. So, um, let's do this. Each of you, give me a roll. Roll your favorite skill for preparation. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give you some basically bennies. That so I want to keep this kind of fast and loose, like you don't have to sit and construct a detailed plan. Right, but you'll have bennies to spend to say, "Oh, I happen to do the thing." Yeah, I guess I'm doing deck stealth or sabotage. Yeah, I guess I'm doing deck stealth or sabotage. Okay, oh. I'm gonna be doing stealth, I guess. Okay. Eighteen, and my off dial have one point. No, no stop dice, but okay. just an eighteen. Okay, yeah. Okay, take um four. Hey, I'm glad I remembered to bring my lock picks. <laughs> okay. uh, we're doing intelligence. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. So that'll be. Sixteen. Three. Um, it's either assault rifles or driving. <laughs> driving, probably more relevant. Uh, it was a... Sorry. 
16. Okay, also 3. Okay. So, uh, it is the day or night of the heist. We'll, we'll probably do night, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it is go time. So, I'm assuming, Rudy, that you've already done the stunt with the power and hooked up so you, you have some kind of infiltration into their uh, camera systems and stuff. Yes. So that's one of your one of your preparation things. So mm-hmm. we can just say, okay, that's done, and now you're ready to go. So you're in the van. You've got you know monitoring. You're on their radio network. You've got control of the cameras. Uh, what you're really the second story man, like the main thing. Where are you stationed, Danny? Do you want me going in? Taking us have to carry the shit out. How how big are the heads? Uh, about the size of a football. So I mean, okay. you can put four of them in a bag, basically. Okay. If we have a moving van, can we get it into the courtyard? Um, I mean, the, not without drawing a lot of attention, <laughs> without creating another hole. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like there's a big double door. Oh no, no, not in, not that's on a walled courtyard. So no. Okay. I mean, I more to the point, it would be hard to drive it up to the building without. Right. So how? I guess back when we were talking about choppers, I was thinking that meant maybe I should stay outside, pick guys off with rubber bullets, and then fly in to sweep you guys out. I would say, but if we're not, doing I would, that, I would say, pick the guys off on the ground, and then when I get the football heads, I can lower them out a window, okay, in a black bag, and you'll be down there waiting. You can get them and get them to where. They need to go. Maybe we should have some on the river. The river is off to this side of the yeah. castle, and it's that might. I mean, if we thirty feet down to the river, get a boat feet. just outside of the castle, so we don't attract attention by having yeah. presumably having tourists because we can find a blind spot where we can pull a boat up next to it. Yeah, there's trees and shit yeah, along yeah. there. So, um, Rudy, you're you're typically in charge of infiltr or exfiltration. Yeah. So, so like, can I? Yeah, go ahead. I've been doing it the entire time, so, so that's Oh my god, my character sheets. <laughs> Just photocopy it for the next group and I'll have some notes. God, I'd love to use some more work paper to print it off. <laughs> um, what I would say is maybe we could set some like a a line police system up to one of the windows. Like assuming there are windows that will open in the Great Hall. The No. Okay. So the windows are like, basically these arrow slit type windows. Yeah. I mean, they're quite wide, but the opening is small, and they're all glassed. Okay. And it's just, like, a fixed window, and it's got iron bars okay. in addition to the glass. So the windows aren't... So I won't be able to get anything out the window. And Super accessible. Same thing there. Is this the side with the river? Yes. How difficult is it going to be to cut one of these things open? Uh, with the right tools, easy. Um, you'd need... Uh, you could probably just shatter the glass. It doesn't seem like it has alarms on the glass. Mm-hmm. But the iron bars, you'd need either a torch or a saw to cut through quickly. And it would make some noise with a saw. A torch would, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to take a torch in with you, you could cut through one of these windows. Yeah, I only, I only need to take out one section of a bar because it should be wide enough to foot put like a football size deal out and I can get the whole bag through that. Well, then we can set up like a, a quick pulley rope system. I mean, there's still uh, bars. So you can hook a pulley to the remaining bars, put a rope on it with some hooks, tie bags to the hooks and... Yeah. 
just literally assembly line stuff down to him because we're going to be trying to get as much as we can out of here. And then, last ditch effort, you just dive out the window into the river. Well, you won't, could... you dive out the window to the ground. The river is oh, 30 feet 50 feet away. Oh, sure. No, I don't know if the well's sealed off somewhere, but... You no, I jumped out of the well and swam out the river. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work like that. No. I know. Sorry, I tuned out of all that. Do I need to... Nope. Okay. You're fine. So yeah, one of your preparation things is you have a boat yep. that is ready to go, and you're driving with the ply to that. There is not a boating skill in this game, oddly. Right. So here's the chateau. Here's the river. Uh-huh. Lower out, however... Yes, the we have a rowboat that's concealed in the bushes. Pile the stuff in, let it go down with the current quietly to a truck, waiting just around a bend in the river, so that when we fire it up, turn on the lights, it won't be like right here. Hey, what's that? You know. Okay. And did you catch what we were talking about? So basically, we can knock the glass out of one of these windows here in Great Hall, which comes down just like right there. Yeah. And so, like a portfolio rope line system kind of thing, where we can basically just yeah, okay. double bag stuff down to you. Yeah, I'll have a hand cart. Okay, with like sides, so I can stack things up and not have them fall off. Having moved furniture, that's one thing I I can apply to. This. Always bring a strap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know how you're getting out. Put the legs, Joseph. Okay. You're at the boat, more or less. You're in the van. Where's the van on that diagram? Down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting the entire night for that. Um, Yeah, is that what we're using to get stuff out? No, I don't think so. I assume I have to be closer to... That's your electronics van, basically. Yeah, so we'll have two vehicles. So I don't know what the road coming up to this place looks like, but I'll be as close as I can where I'm still out of sight. Like if there's some, like if there's a road coming up, and maybe there's like a nice little curve right there. With well, some trees we've got, it's got grounds around it, so that the there's, there's going to be construction vans and stuff. So have a construction van. There's actually like these kind of graceful curved paths around it, and like a turnaround and a road. Yes. And more of that nonsense. So, like, this is all part of the grounds that are patrolled. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to be off the grounds but still kind of in range, you'd probably be over by the truck. Sure, I'll be or, by the truck. Because then if nothing else, I can always help you. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it possible to make my firearms non-lethal? Uh, roll me... Yes. Yeah, it's just choice of ammo. Okay. So you could you could have rubber bullets. Okay. Uh, can I have a silencer as well? Yes. The okay. beanbag gun. Because I mean, I can take guards out left and right if they come at me, but I don't know that we want to go from art theft to you know first murder. murder yeah. So that, that's a hell of a jump. Um, I mean, maybe that's what we do. It seems JC is like in Hong Kong. It seems like that's a lot more allowed than in the countryside of France. That seems well, actually, like like up, stepping it up a notch. <laughs> this. It depends. Is it an election year in France? That's a valid point. <laughs> you're, I am working class. So. Your, your relationships thing, like, basically you're a little bit the odd man out in the group because JC is, like, strictly no guns. And generally, all through Asia, no one has guns. And you're like, I have all the guns. I have so many guns. <laughs> and the, 
the obligatory scene where somebody goes into a no guns allowed movie. I still like that both of you gave her your real names too. Yeah. What's that? I still like that both of you gave her your real names. No, I I said my name was Wyatt. (laughs) I didn't know Danny's my real name. And JC Watt (laughs) isn't your real name. It's like one of seven aliases. So. Think about it. <laughs> I'm not here to think. Okay, so uh, what is step one in this operation? What do you, what do, you do? Uh, at this point, guards are patrolling, cameras are on, motion sensors work, power is on. Okay. It's night, and I, I assume we have you guys are nearby, but not. In and I assume we have like the patrol pattern like mm-hmm. figured out. Okay, so I guess I'm gonna have to enter through uh, one of the uh, at the main entrance. I'll go through the uh, servants entrance, or do I want to go through the kitchen entrance? They want to go through the kitchen entrance. Okay. Construction staff and like actual building staff that's not security is all gone. Okay. Um. So. You have the cover of darkness. You're going to have to slip through between uh, the the patrol period of the guards, basically. So give me a a stealth roll. And I'm going to try and time turning cameras on to whatever loop to when he's actually passing them so they can show. Because I'm assuming if they don't see patrols going through this part where they should be seeing a patrol going through, they would start being curious. So I'm going to try and keep the cameras as active as possible, as much as possible. Okay, like you time, if, if the whole patrol takes 18 minutes, then you just have an 18-minute loop. So it's like guy one goes by, guy two goes by, guy three goes by, and I'm then ass- it repeats. I'm assuming we'll have, like, Bluetooth communication, some sure, close yeah. loop, just so we can keep it. I got an 18. Okay. Um, yeah, you slip through between two of the guards. The dogs don't notice, which is a bonus, uh, and get to the kitchen door, which is locked. Okay, we'll have to pick the lock. All right. Is that a sabotage? Uh, you can sabotage. Yeah, it is sabotage. Of course we forgot to think about lock picking. Not a skill in this, oddly. 19, and my odd die is a 5, so I have 5 points. Okay, and there are infiltration stunts. There we go. So you spend five points off of that list. You it does <sighs> unlock the door. I guess I'll spend three on the high tech hustle with an injection of techno babble or a quick mod to a device. You sidestep one minor complication and beating your current goal, or give yourself the ability to perform one task you otherwise couldn't in the current situation at the GM's discretion. Okay. So I guess I'll have that somehow. And I, I mean, uh, nothing here is really... Sticking out to you? Yeah. Um, fancy meeting you here, or it wasn't me, blame somebody else. Okay. So yeah, you get you get the door slipped, and it's like old. You know, it's yeah. really heavy door. <clears throat> and uh, you go to start pushing it open and like the hinges are just rusty as heck and you're like I have one okay and slip in and get it like 
shut again and latched. Uh, no problem. It is dark. Uh, you don't hear anyone. Okay. Uh, you've got the cameras on a loop. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what next? Uh, I'll start heading upstairs. Okay. Quietly. Listening for the guards. Stealth again. Four points. Okay. Um, you like get up stairs up to the second floor, say, yeah. and like you see the the single guard kind of doing his round, so you time it so you know you get past when he yeah. goes into the other room. So you've got a limited window of time. Uh, are you doing anything about the interior cameras? I assume yes. Okay. You're able to, you know, flink that so the guy in the... Like, yeah. he's just seeing the same loop of the guy doing his rounds. Yeah, I was more concerned with the interior than the exterior cameras, honestly. Okay. So you know from the one guard on each level, he's hitting each room about once every ten minutes. And it's not that it's that far to walk. It's yeah. just like... I come into this room and hang out till I get bored. Yep. And then I go to the next room and hang out till I get bored. And then I go to the next room and hang out. So you've got maybe 30 minutes. Um, am I able to, while I have their feed messed up on a loop, am I able to watch the actual camera feeds? Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. So I'm doing that and making sure that there's nobody taking an unexpected trip or guards or whatever. Okay. Just to keep an eye out for him. All right, so, yeah, so far, no, okay. nothing going wrong. So you get uh, through the, like, basically up through here. Yep. And you get him wait till he comes out of here and goes into the library. And then you're able to slip through to the great hall. All right. And uh, the doors are not locked. Okay. So. That isn't a problem. However, you also know that there are motion detectors in the Great Hall. Yes. Don't fart. Would like to shut those off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For that, I'm going to say give me a hacking. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a 14, and I have a pair of twos. Okay. Uh, that's a challenging. Uh, it's different than doing the cameras. Uh, like you actually have to go in and basically mess with the internal sensitivity of the sensors themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like a different technique than, than dealing with the, uh, uh, okay. so these points I got earlier, can I use those on that? Or how does, how do those work? Uh, that would be for like when you get to the point where you feel like you're stuck and I'm okay. not getting anyone really stuck at this point. So, I mean, you're able to do it. Oh, okay. Like, it, you, you desensitize the, the motion detectors. Is this dirty? I, I, it feels dirty. <laughs> I'm sure we can make it we dirty. We can make it dirty. <laughs> um, just use cream. It's okay. I just don't think too hard about it. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you're in the room. Okay. You probably have, I'm going to say not 30 minutes, you probably have uh, 20 because yep. you had to wait for him to get clear of that. So you got 10, yep. 10, and then he comes in. Okay. Start checking out the heads. 
are the individual security cases. Are yeah, those, are the, are those case. well? Are they are those on their own? Like, are those all individually? Like, this is its own enclosed thing. Like, when this case is broken, it starts an alarm. I or are they tied into like a central thing where I can actually do something about them? They are all um, tied into a central alarm, but it's dumber than that. Like, it's not actually computer controlled. Mm-hmm. So basically, it is if you break contact with in any of those cases. Yep. It's just going to make a really loud bell go off. Okay. So this so is not a like it's hacking a, thing. It's like a straight up electrical curse yeah. broken thing. Okay. So where is this bell located? I need I, I needed study about how I'm going to do this without setting this alarm off. Uh, the bell is in the room. Okay. But it's up high on almost to the ceiling, and it's like a twenty foot, you know, very high vaulted ceiling. Okay. Not vaulted. The high ceiling. I mean, you could potentially... There are wires running up to it, though. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. got security intelligence. You could potentially try to look at... We'll take, like, this little sticky jumper cable Like, this little wire thing with a sticky pad on it. Stick it here. Stick it here. Then the current goes through that. We can separate them with the current still going through. Kind of thing. Yeah, what he said. That seems like a technique you would know. Uh, give me... Uh, intelligence security. All right. 14 with an add of 3. Okay. Uh, yes, you... I, I just don't know what to apply stunts to here at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you've got the little device that you can crimp in there and, you know, keep the okay. connection and get the get the case apart. All right. So uh, all the heads are under a single case. It's not like there's individual ones for each thing. So you're able to, like, do that fairly easily. All right. So I will do that. Start packing them into bags. I'll put the glass case back on top, head over to the window, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long it'll take me to cut through the window. Give me a uh, sabotage. 15. Okay. Uh, you have your little pocket torch and, like, you know, work out okay. your thing with the bars. Um that takes about 10 minutes, um, but you're able to do it quietly. And then, like, a glass cutter for the glass or something. Okay. Um, give me a stealth with that. 16. Okay. Uh, you're too good. I mean, I should have kept you with first-level characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you know, scratch the glass and you have your little suction cup and, yep. you know, soft tap and get it to, to break out. So you've got a hole in the window that you can move stuff through about that big, including yourself in a pinch. Okay. Um, and you've got about five minutes. Toss rope, have it anchored to it. Are, are you guys down? What are you I'll doing? Be down. Yeah. Okay, I'll, start, I'll, I'll start tossing the heads one by one and then out the window and slide down the rope. Okay. Uh, so how are you so, getting there? Um... Parking the rowboat while parking the truck. The truck is parked. Then parking the rowboat. Yeah. Then kind of once the cameras are on loop, I'll scoot up the riverbank to where I'm parallel to the window. Mm-hmm. Just kind of. So give me a stealth to avoid the guards. Uh, I need my character back. Let's see where Thanks. <clears throat> stealth. 
decks and stuff. Thirteen. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you... And there is a, a flashlight comes on. Okay. And there's the sudden bark of a bork of a dog. Because I just beat, plain old beat you on that with the security guard's perception. Okay. By a lot. I have this little article with the silencer, so I'll... Okay, give me uh, accuracy. How does that work? <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Yeah, okay. Uh, 14. 14. And are you doing like a burst? You have a, the automatic. What, what, did, what are you shooting? Uh, an automatic rifle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'll hit both the guard and the dog. Okay. Uh, give me damage on that. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Um, you hear ow, 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 la ow, la ow, la ow, <laughs> <laughs> and la woof, la woof, la woof. <laughs> um, so they are um, both hit, but not knocked out or disabled. Just very surprised. Mm. Okay. Just stand up, stand scary. Bees, they're everywhere. <laughs> And uh, you see this as you're lowering the, the bag out the window because you have done this to split-second timing. See if you can hit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, you do have this, like, sack with four bronze heads at the end of a long rope, so it is, in some sense, a weapon. Yeah, well, damn, why don't I come down and smack the guard upside the head sneak up behind him? So you're going to go out the window? Um... Well, I don't know how my aim is at throwing these things. So yeah, I'll just hop down because they're going to be concentrating on him. So I'm going to get, get the down stealthily. You got to get a painting yet? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not coming down the rope yet. I got to get a painting. Uh, I will just send the the heads down the rope. Go over and snatch the painting. Okay. Do you know quick work? Easy enough. You don't have to be nice about it because it's it's yep. for information, not resale. Yeah. So. That's honestly not that good. And, and, and I can make a new one, so... Get the Bible. It's all the <clears throat> Alright, uh, anything... Are you doing anything as you hear the, the shots? Or at least Danny saying... I got bogeys! Can I now? Game over, man! Game over! Yes. I will do that. Okay. So yeah, power... It doesn't matter. You're in the dark anyway. But, like, you see the red lights on the cameras go out at least, uh, stuff like that. And uh, you hear some shouting from the billiard room, like, What the fuck? What's wrong? Get in here, Francois. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Pierre. Uh, You know, so they get flashlights. I think it's probably that fuse box, you know, that that kind of thing. So, uh, and you hear sort of the same type of commotion from other floors where the guard, you know, just general confusion from the guards. Um, so probably bought yourself a couple minutes. Meanwhile, outside, the guard releases the dog at you. Like, okay. Seek him. 
In a situation like this, would the brass tell their employees that they're going to be tested, or would they just... Probably not. Probably not. Nope. Uh, The dog charges toward you, but he's a little wary of that thing that shoots bees. If I added one to that attack, would that have made a difference? No. Okay. Because I get a bonus if I'm prone. I just saw that. You hit it just as well. I mean, you didn't hit any better. It just was not enough damage. Okay. Um... And the guard will pull out, uh, he pulls something out of his jacket and aims it at you. What is your defense? 13. 6, 8, and 5 is 13. That meets. Uh, you feel, oh, yeah. Uh, you feel the, uh, tingly feeling of, uh, being tased. Okay. 3... Damage and that's not gonna be reduced. That'll be reduced by your toughness. Yeah, it doesn't bypass toughness, so uh, probably nothing. Right. I'd say it's probably sticking into whatever my armor, black dungaree. Yeah, my ninja suit. Yeah, it didn't really didn't really make good contact. So he's he's like pulling the trigger on the taser, and you're getting some sparks and stuff, but you're not. not You can you can go again because you have right. rubber bullets, Dan. Um, I'll do it again. Okay. So in game terms, I did damage, just not enough to knock them out. Right. Okay. So I will do the same thing. Nice. Okay. Doubles. Yes. Oh, you'd probably like the firearm stunts. Ooh. Wow. Okay, so my odd dies are four, so that means I can spend anything that's four or less. Mm-hmm. Or you could, like, two twos or a one and a three. You can do multiple. Okay. Uh, well, I like long burst. Okay. Make a second attack against the same target. Uh, take a minus two to the attack roll, but gain a plus two on damage if I you deal at least one point of damage, no matter what, but you must reload your work to continue. Okay, so give me damage on that first one. Uh... Alright, that takes the dog out. Okay. So then I can do a second attack on the dude. Mm-hmm. And you'll need to get a 11 or better. Okay. Okay. Um, and damage. And plus 2 on the damage, right? Yeah, that's going to be 14 plus 2 is 16. Okay, you take him out too. Okay. And you're empty. Okay. But... I can reload at leisure, and I'm stealing his fucking taser. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't think of that. <clears throat> and then I'll start loading up uh, gear on whatever hand cart I can have dragged up behind me on the bank. Okay. Yep, you've got uh, yeah, your mini wheelbarrow, or whatever it is. Yeah, um, Yeah. so so far like he's lowered down this, this bag of... yeah. A bag with four cantaloupes in it would be about equivalent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> four extremely heavy cantaloupes. <laughs> well, they're not solid bronze. Oh, like, okay. So they're they're hollow on the ins, inside, like me. <laughs> they're empty. Uh, what's next? 
Well, I'll get the painting, put it in the tube, lower it down, and then out the window I go. Okay. Unless there's something that's going to catch my eye. Of roughly just get some more random stuff. Just grab anything on your way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the more stuff we get, the more it throws them off the scent. So. All right. Give me a um, intelligence art to pick out the good stuff in the dark. Twelve. Okay. You're just kind of grabbing at random. Uh, you get uh, some nice small jade figures like... The, the way this hall is organized to some extent is it's a little bit by era. Yeah. So, like, you know, 1,000... One, one uh, well, no, 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 but I mean, like, through the history of the family. So the yeah. most recent stuff is at the end. The old stuff is at the other end. Yeah. You're at the 1860 kind of area, and so you grab um, a couple of jade statues, probably also from the Imperial Palace, maybe. They look nice. Yeah. And a little leather book. Um, get that and like out the window. Give me a climbing. Dex? Or no, strength. Yeah. Eight. All right. Uh, that's not a success, so you don't get the stunt points from it. Um, so yeah, you go out the window, but like you have to kind of crawl through this awkward hole and you're head first, and there's just no way to like. Get a grip or get yourself turned around. Damn, so my you pants are stuck. Sort of just go tumble out. Um, and it's about a 15 foot drop. So you're going to take 8 health damage. Take your toughness off that. So 6. Uh, so yeah, you you know tumble out, you're okay. But okay. pretty beat up and sort of in, into this pile of uh, dog and security guard. And at about this point, like you see the lights coming back on. Someone made it. Oh no, the lights are not coming back on. You have cut the motherfucking power. Uh, so there's a lot of confusion, but you also see like flashlights in the windows. These guys are, you know, looking around, make sure everything's okay. You know, but there's just enough delay essentially yeah. that you're able to do that. So you've got a couple bags of booty. Um, the next security guard is coming around pretty quickly, so give you two give me stealth to get down to the boat in a hurry. 14. 16. Okay. Yeah. 9, 12. No. So, uh, you succeed okay. in getting down to the boat. Uh, give me a driving Driving, driving, excellent. I have Fast Fury. Okay, that's a Ram tank. <laughs> Specialization driver. I want to use burst of speed. Okay. Oof. Uh, 14. Okay. Yeah, you get... Oh, and I did get doubles. I only have two points, so... This was mostly to just, like, not fuck up okay. with the boat too bad. Okay. Because you're in a rowboat, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like... You just push off and, yeah, you know. Usually float. Yep. Yeah, row downstream. Uh, so, yeah, you get downstream to the van. Basically, your whole uh, cart was sort of extraneous because you can carry all the loot out in two hands. Okay. But uh, I just didn't want to be Oh, my God. That statue of Tutankhamun. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, assuming we were carrying multiple heavy bronze objects that would pop at the 
disc if I try to I, I, I almost want Monty Python, I was gonna say, I shove a suit of armor out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so you uh get to your cars okay. uh and get away with the castle in some state of darkness and confusion. Okay. And a dog and a man with a lot of small circular bruises that are very deep. <laughs> We should have left the note telling her, okay, that's what you need to do to increase your insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just send FedEx. <laughs> Notes from the infiltration. Cameras on the riverbank. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll, we'll send a follow-up letter. We will contact you in the next several days with your son of your... Two points for Gryffindor. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, you make it back to your hotel or whatever that you're staying in. Um, what do you do? Start analyzing the painting. Okay. Uh, the painting shows a scene, and it's it's kind of from the shore, and the ship is... The, the, you can see the name on the bow of the ship. It's the Indomitable, or the Indestructible. And it's been destroyed. Uh, it's been broken up on the rocks, but it's like a really weird. It's a very cliffy shoreline. There's no beach, so it's kind of like almost in this. Uh, you see out to sea beyond it. There's like this rock arch coming out of the water. So, and there's other freestanding rock formations just sort of coming out of the water. And then this island has like that similar thing on its shoreline. So the ship is actually like wedged in this narrow uh, crevasse between two cliff formations where there's just some sort of weird little inlet. Hmm. So um, it has the scene has kind of a perspective on it that you're seeing this rock wall up this way and this rock wall up this way, and you're looking out from between the walls, and the bow of the ship is like in it and all broken up, and the masts are broken and everything. Sure. And then you see these other uh, structures out in the water. And there's no, other than a Montbrun, there's no date or mm-hmm. anything like that. Does any of the landmarks look familiar? No. Okay. All right, start searching the internet for something that kind of looks like that. Stones out of water. And um, you've got, yeah, you find lots of pictures of that. There's this famous uh, place in Acapulco that has a stone arch like that. But Acapulco doesn't really make sense. Yeah, so we'll keep searching. and um, We need to get rid of the stuff we have acquired before somebody tracks us down as well. I should be able to find some sellers on a, or some buyers on a black market for the jade and stuff. Yeah. And um, how are we going to get the heads to... I don't know. You just want to ship them? They're home. Roger... Uh, we call Roger. Let's mold them down so to... they they'll transport more easily. Then we can always remold them. We'll get to... <laughs> then we'll just melt them down, and then I, I'm an artist. I can recarve. Yeah. You know, what kind of possibly you're wrong? <laughs> yeah. I'll be trying to take steps, however possible. I, I'm assuming we have some way to get these our other objects. Like I'm, I'm assuming we false trails and leads and stuff. Have some way to get these out of the country without being detected. Yeah, you could probably take them to the nearest UPS store and ship them. Okay, we will do whatever that is to get them 
to our closest Thanks. safe drop place. We're just trying to pull them back. Okay. You, you send them back to your agent in Manila. Yeah, just so they're not on us. And right. That's when we can access down. Um, yeah, so you do that. Uh, in terms of the other items you have, you've got the painting, which is not really worth anything no. particularly. Um, the jade statue, you do a little bit of research. That's probably worth five to 10000 Uh You have contacts back in the Philippines that you can move that through the black market. So you could have shipped that as well. The book, uh, looking at that, it is a journal. And it's actually the journal of uh, Antoine Montebrun. Oh, well, that's helpful. And it's like his, his diaries describing the, you know, what he, what I did during the Second Opium War. And uh, uh, it's full of cool stuff, but like reading through it, you get to the part of the, 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 part of the shipwreck. And uh, he has a note in there, um, which I wrote down. Anton Montbrun's diary mentions the date of the shipwreck as February 3rd, 1861, at about 10 degrees north, somewhere in the South China Sea. So, you know, and he describes the events of the storm and that, that they couldn't get a uh, longitude reading, but they had a latitude. So he knows they were at about 10 degrees north, and, you know, we're on this godforsaken island. Uh, and then some number of weeks later, another ship came by and saw their distress fire and picked them up and took them off, and they eventually got home. Does so, he have the name me. of that boat? Uh, yes, he mentions the name of that boat. Okay, because they can... Well, we should be able to look up records on that boat. And... I mean, if we've got 10 degrees north, that should narrow things down a considerable ship ton. Yeah, but if you cross-reference the other boats, journeys that'll have that documented, picked up... Uh, From 1861? Maybe. Yeah, good luck. <sighs> it was worth a try. If you were very lucky, you might be able to find a record that they sailed from here to there. Yeah. But not like what path they took. Or uh, well, let's go ten degrees north. The sail east or west. East. Depends on where you start from. Or I'm going to use the Google's and satellites and look. <laughs> All right. So give me a uh, computer's intelligence. Uh, Thirteen, and I have a pair of threes. Okay. Um, Do you actually care about the stunt? die at all anymore. I'm having a hard time applying it to anything, honestly. I mean, other than in combat, there's like not much you can do with it. Or no, it was, the one I had was horrible. It, it seems like most of them like apply to like an ongoing continuous event where, okay, if you'd use this now, the next thing that happens, so like if you're in a like a long a longer lasting social situation where like, okay, we need to talk with her and I'm rolling persuasion like eight times through the course of this thing, you can affect later roles. Right. But it's not like a, it's yes. more of a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to move this on where it's like one roll and done, and maybe that's yeah. not what the system does. So, uh, okay, yeah, you, like 10 degrees north, South China Sea, there's only so much land, period, at 10 degrees north, South China Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look, and it's like your most likely candidate looks like the Spratly Islands. Which are teeny little dots in the middle of... I mean, they're little Ks, basically. But mm-hmm. um, they are uninhabited. You know, Google Maps or Google uh, Earth does not show you any structures on them. 
Uh, they're really too far away from anything else to be useful for anything. I guess of some weird. There's no street view. Yeah, there's <laughs> an astonishing lack of street view. Uh, if some billionaire wanted to buy one of them and build some crazy mansion on one, he could, but no one has. So, you know, you're probably an hour by plane or helicopter from the next nearest usable, you know, place to buy groceries. So mm-hmm. it's a little inconvenient. Put about a amusement park close to dinosaurs. All right, so I guess we're going to have to get a uh, boat with some scuba. Yes. Preferably a, kind of a fast boat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a tugboat. <laughs> Yacht it. Let's do one from. We'll get the yacht from Bond with the hydro deals underneath. And yeah, and if I remember the map right, I think this is like out to the sea west of Indonesia. So you'd probably be able to get like a boat in Jakarta and yeah. uh, boogie out there. Um, seeing white. You're on, a, you're on a boat. You're on a boat. You're on a motherfucking boat. Get some boats and boats and boats. You get to the Spratly Islands. Um, your Google Street View has picked out a specific one that's like right in the right place, and it seems like it has like you can tell from the satellite that it's got these strange dots of a few rock formations out to the sea beyond it. Mm-hmm. And you get there, and there is no arch, but there are like two. Separate things that are like this. That, yeah. All right. So yeah, you find you find the island and the place. Um, what do you do? You're at the island. There's no place. There's no good beaches. So <laughs> just overrun the tourists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Anchor to bullet and sharks everywhere. So we're assuming that it's in the water somewhere. Yeah, normally shipwrecks are. Okay. Well, the perspective the painting gave you that was that this thing was beached, but it was like beached in a vertical cleft. Okay. On the island, uh, and you see such a vertical cleft, but you you're going to basically have to scuba, yep. or swim, or take a, a zephyr raft or something like that to get closer because you there's no. Well, take the zephyr with scuba gear and get as close as we can and see what we can. F- figure out and see what our next step is. Okay. So yeah, you get in close to this, you know, cleft uh, in the cliff face and like the surf is just pounding it so it's really churny and bad and dangerous there. Um, So like you can't really keep your boat Uh, steady too close to there but look, you know, getting as close as you can look, you see something going on in the shadows in there. That looks like yeah, that could be yeah maybe the remains of the hull of the indestructible, but uh, it's pretty much do you want to swim or do you want to look for a beach further away on the island and then walk? Probably a beach further away on the island because trying to get close to an island with waves like that stuff, that you're just going to be battered against rocks. All right, so, so, so for beach, the fish finder. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good fishing here, guys. Let's go. Get the submersible ready. All right, so yeah, going like clockwise around the island, um, you go about a mile, and there's a little scrap of white sand beach. There's not much. like a, It's mostly pretty vertical, mm-hmm. but there's this one area that you could actually land your raft and get out and okay. walk back. Um, okay, having done my research and realizing that this place is probably fairly close to somebody's military base, because that's everything that's in this Bradley Islands, <laughs> we would like to try and camouflage the fact we've landed here. Okay, so, so you cover the boat in white sand? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of branches leaves too. <laughs> and uh, it, th- th- this thing is tiny. Like the whole island is a quarter mile across. Sure. So it's it's not very large, but uh, uh, you're able to kind of. You have to still go up some cl- cliffy type things, mm-hmm. or it's not like a climb check, but where you have to go up something. It's a hike. It's a, it's a hike. Um, yeah, it's, it's half a mile across, maybe, or something like sure. that. So you, you get a hike back toward where the cleft was. Um, you know, you've got ropes and bullshit, so you can kind of rebel, rappel down into the ravine. And, uh, like, sure enough, and this ravine is filled with water, but also filled with, there's, like, a, a ship in there. Um, so you get there. What do you do? I don't know. I've never gotten this far. <laughs> I assume Danny plants a flag. Um, <laughs> so we dive, right? Yeah, well, the, the deck of the ship, like the upper deck, is up out of the water um, still. But, like, the hold would be yeah. submerged. So it might be more. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I have to get on our scuba and go down. I will step here and supervise. All right. Monitor radio traffic and such. Make sure nobody's, you know... Can I replace my uh, assault rifle with the harpoon gun? Yes. <laughs> Can I get a silencer? <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a taser mounted on that harpoon? Uh, oh, super well underwater. Does anyone have... Look at everything in the room. Oh, this would just be a perception. So perception and add recon if that's a thing you have. Perception. It's a strength. Thirteen. Uh, is there a botch in this system? Nope. You roll triple snake eyes? I had three ones. So I've got a stun point. <laughs> I got I got three stun points, but I don't know what there is for perception. Yeah, I got a fourteen and three stun points. Okay. So you're keeping an eye out from like the deck of the ship or above on the top above of the ravine? Above on the top of the ravine. Okay. Like I would have like my little handheld radio and I'm just kinda of, like Making sure I'm not picking up any signals. Okay. Uh, down below on the boat, you are like, Ooh. but you find the the hatch to get below and get down there, and uh, it's not really scuba diving like you're this deep in water and kind of you know flashlight in your teeth and looking around. Um, so the giant squid reaches out and grabs me. No, no, no. Zombies. That is zombies. No zombies. Mm. Giant shark. Sky Giant crab. Skeletal pirates. <laughs> no, you, uh... Ghost pirates! Uh... It wasn't for that old man. Roger Wen. <laughs> are looking around, uh, and there's, like, 
just lots of crap. I mean, there isn't too much left floating in the water, but like a lot of stuff has sort of rotted and fallen apart. Yeah. And uh, you know, you're kind of looking with the flashlight and like stub your flipper really hard against something uh, that makes a heavy, clunky thunk. All right, I will try to grab it. Okay. You get down in the water and feel around, like you're feeling metal rectangles and they're really heavy. Job just got bigger. Five nickel. I'll pick up a rectangle heavy thingy. Okay, it's about that big and it's a gold bar and it's got like stamped with some Chinese imprint or some Chinese images. Insensitive. It it is stamped with the imprint of the emperor of China. The royal seal of the royal seal. Yarmingyal. Yes. And it feels like there's like several of these. I'll start grabbing those and handing them up to him. Okay. Hopefully, right? Yeah. <laughs> Totes. Yeah, I mean, you find like half a dozen. So, a substantial amount of gold. Uh, give me another search. I presume I brought a dinghy over to the boat. Well, nah, no parking really because of the chop. Oh, okay. Twelve. Uh,. Yeah, that's, yet. that's all you got looking here. All right. You're pretty sure you're on the, like, there's the top deck and then sort of the first deck, and you know that there's, like, a hold underneath that. Okay, well, I guess I'll have to... Uh, that would swoop. be full scuba, though. Yeah, I'll have to go full scuba, head down there, and see what I can find. Okay. Uh, give me another check at minus two. Fourteen. Okay. And five... Points if that matters. Perception? Don't you add that two to it? Yeah. But he said minus two, so. Oh, right. Sorry. So, yeah, you get, you know, down fully, and this is where it's like the scary, bad, spelunking type thing where I hope I can get back out when I get in. But you're looking around, and like there's, uh, you know, sack, rotting sailcloth, and spars, and like things that probably used to be water butts, and all of this stuff, but uh, you get forward, and uh, there's a bunch of cannonballs that are just rolling around or rusting in place, and then, like, this one thing that, instead of being iron, kind of that orange iron rust, it's more like a green, and... I will grab that. Yeah, and it's like, (gasps) it's a dragon head! (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I grab that Don't and look back into out. the muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll swoop back out and hand it to him. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, up above, yes. Give me a uh, perception recon check. If you have a recon, I do not. Okay. Uh, that would be thirteen. All right. Uh, as like this whole operation is going on down there. Um, you see these guys hiking toward you. They're a hundred yards away. They look like pirates. Of course they do. But um, not skeletal ones. Do they look like um, the malnutritioned guys in little rowboats without boat motors who yell at you in strange languages? Or do they look like they're <coughs> the hats and the eye patch and the more like the modern day style pirate. Yeah. So, um, 
I really want to watch Life Aquatic with Steve C.C. Wall, so... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay. I'm They're in, like, cargo shorts and ratty muscle shirts. Do I and, see any weapons? Uh, like, machetes and clubs and that kind of crap. Okay. And even from the distance, you can they're, like, shouting at you. Oh, so they've seen me. Yeah. Okay. They're like, hey, what are you doing on our island? What what are you doing on my island? <laughs> we have a flag. Where's your flag? <laughs> guys, guys, get the fuck up here. We got pirates. He's uh, points back to uh, you know the other side of the island, which isn't, and there's like the Jolly Roger. We'll call it even then. You can have your half. We have my half. You stand on your side of this line. What can I do you for? All right. Give me a communication. Cliff dive. Cliff dive. No. Wait, we can't swim the whole that gold. Damn it. Oh, we come back later for it. Is this persuasion? If you want it to be. Uh, so 15, no matter what. Could be 16 with this persuasion. Okay. Um, yeah. They'll and, and basically I'm spinning, right now I'm spinning this entire huge line about how my great, how my ancestors were part of this wreck. We tracked it down. We're trying to recover this Family heirloom. It's of no value to anybody but us, obviously. But it means the world to my mother, who's the last relic of her dead grandfather. And she just wants to see it before she dies. That she's on her deathbed right now, so we're just trying to get that and get out of here. And it is Mother's Day. Hmm? And it is Mother's Day. It is yeah. Mother's Day. Um, so yeah, these guys, you know, this is starts as shouting at a distance, and they get closer, and they're still talking, and... They're just kind of standing there, like one guy's tapping his machete in his hand. Uh, they seem like this went from we're rushing at you and we're going to attack you mm-hmm. to, okay, we're going to stand here and listen to your bullshit for like a minute. Oh, seriously, guys, what do I have to do to get out of this? Like, all we want is our my heirloom, and then we'll get the hell out of here. What do I got to give you guys? It says, how are you set for cash? Uh, I got like 20 bucks on me. He says, uh, what kind of watch is that? <laughs> oh, wait, you're techie. You don't wear a watch. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a what, what kind of computer is that? It's, it's a charge Fitbit. In fairness, Schweitz are still wet. It's two generations old, old so I mean, it's like watches. 30 bucks. Give us the 20 in the watch. Okay. It does have a, it has a little compass built in, so if you turn it, it's there. There you go. Make sure you do a factory reset so it doesn't have your personal data. That's fine. Okay. It's got a self-destruct. <laughs> you so still have preparation points. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Ah! It's got, it has a backdoor built into it, so once they sync it with their smartphone, I can use you, that. You can stuff. hack them. Yes. <laughs> nice. <sighs> uh, yeah, so he takes your 20 bucks in your That's watch. my Trojan watch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he says, so you got friends down there, or what? Yeah, there's, there's two of them. Guys, get up here. I presume I would have stri- tried starting to come up at his first mention, so I would be perhaps just watching this exchange 
and frogman mode from amusedly. As you climb up the rope and are looking, well, or as you mean sort of lurking, watching to see if I need to harpoon somebody, okay, or if you can handle it peacefully. You need to harpoon somebody. It's not an adventure without you harpooning somebody. Well, yeah, but how many of them are there? Four. Four. One, one leader-ish one, and then three. Would I know about his watch? Sure, you've seen it. <laughs> would I? You wouldn't. Would I know? You wouldn't know that it's a torsional watch. Okay, I know it's I a watch. Bullshit. Okay. Like you just see me giving them like a I mean, if that's enough and they're gonna go away, watch. that's fine. But then but then they're still just standing there staring at me. Right. They, that. they basically want to rob your friends too. Yes. And see what it is, what family heirloom this is that you're pulling up out of. Wherever the hell, whatever. I'll, I'll just grab something stupid off the wreck down there. I'll so we go stand up and shoot them. Okay. <clears throat> uh you got surprised, so give me a Did uh, you guys find my mom's heirloom yet? <laughs> Got it right here. <laughs> it's a harpoon gun, baby. Um, am I using my assault rifle skill, or is that? Uh, I'll allow it. Okay. There's no way that a harpoon rifle is any different than an assault. <laughs> no, of course not. What is surprising? Exactly the same. Nothing. Just means hey, we're not rolling initiative, which we didn't bother with before. Thirteen. Okay. Beats their defense. Okay. Uh, 3d6. 14. Okay. It's a rubber No. <laughs> it is um, so not. Thanks to the angle. Looks like the black arrow from the Rankin Bass. This is a trauma to the groin. <laughs> um, a groin injury. And, and of course... Being a harpoon gun, this comes with the rope and the reel and mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, okay. um, yeah, it's like, ah! on the leader. And he's not dead, but he wishes he was. <laughs> it's two of us. I wish he was dead. I'm down role playing, so. Yeah. Right. Sure you <laughs> Um, his companions, uh, are shocked and surprised by this momentarily. I am, like, the second this happens, I'm going to dive away and try to find something to hide behind. Okay. Preferably him. He's still down on the boat. (laughs) Oh, no, I thought he climbed up and was, like... No, he was shooting... He was kind of lurking in the water, and then I stood up and fired. Apocalypse Now style. Thank you. Or, uh, the Joss Whedon much do about nothing. (laughs) It was a martini, not a harpoon, yeah. Okay. So, yes, I'm going to back away, find something to defend myself with, and something to hide behind. Okay. There are nearby rocks and trees. Uh, The companions, like, try... His piratey buddies are, like, trying to pull him away, and the screaming gets louder. Um, (laughs) uh, And eventually they give up and just run off. Without leadership, they're pretty useless. So okay. they run back to wherever they beach their boat. Um, Probably on top of ours. <laughs> nah, it's like on the other side. So, uh, yeah, you're able to get... Uh, yeah, I didn't watch them. Okay. <laughs> you're able to get out of there with the dragon head and the gold bars back okay. to your ship. Sweet. So on. Nice. We got a lot of metal. We are very little. Well, you have like, like I said, about half a dozen. Yep. 
gold bars, they're probably several pounds each, right? I mean, oh, yeah. they'd be heavy. So it's a freaking fortune in gold, even for <laughs> a pretty small amount. So never mind you're trying to load a bunch of gold bars on a riding lawnmower in the middle of a cemetery. <laughs> How heavy could they be? When did we do that? Uh, Hellcats. Hellcats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you even think? That was fun. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Gold is currently $1,278.90 per ounce. And we have 16 ounces per pound times 2 pounds per bar times 6. So, yeah. That was like a million. Yeah. I'm just pointing with oddballs the Germans. Uh, so yes, you get back to your boat, get your boat back to Jakarta, get back to Manila. Uh, you have the stuff. So where's the double cross? It's coming up. Is what's-his-name going to try to swipe it before we give it to the other guy, or is the other guy turn out to be like some kind of demonic avatar? Yeah, I'm thinking this guy we're looking for is set us up for something. How do you contact him to make the exchange? Well, we'd have to go through our agent. I'll put on my red hat again. Okay. I like wearing uh, He He <laughs> is super pleased. Stuff. He says, excellent, I'd like to meet with you, uh, meet me in Beijing. At- we, we won't tell him we have the dragon's head yet. We need to so we can arrange the payment. Like, we, when he, we he give him the heads, we notice. need to know. Yeah. He needs to know that we have this, so we can pay us for it. Yep. So we have to tell him we have it. Okay. He is delighted and says, meet me in Beijing. Uh, we will make the exchange there. Not St. Louis. Hmm? Negotiate St. Louis. Meet him in St. Louis. Oh, my God. If you want to negotiate, go for it. I mean, if we're looking for a lawless jungle. It's not really a lot of negotiation. It's <laughs> just a handoff. Fine. Okay. You go look up the, uh, the value of these heads. And since we're actually getting paid what we should for all our troubles... You you did that at the like the other seven heads went for auction and like the earliest ones that came up went for like one million one point five. By the time the seventh one came up for auction and this is over the period of like ten years, they were going for six or seven million. So you're not getting paid what he would pay in the legit art market for it. But that's not why you hire people to steal shit for you. Like, you want to pay less than the going rate. And these were unobtainable for him that way anyhow. So, I mean, all things considered, you're probably getting paid. $10 million for the five is pretty good. Mm -hmm. After taxes, though, like $6 million. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I guess we go meet up with him. Um, scout out the area ahead of time, have our resident muscle ready to make a move if something happens. Okay. Well, where he wanted to meet was in Yuan Ming Yuan Park, where the fountain is being restored. Okay. And so you get there a couple of days ahead of time. Come on, Grit. And <laughs> just saying, you, you know me so well. Uh, <laughs> there's like a. So this is all like an open park with ruins of the imperial palace but it's a place where people go through and you know it's a tourist attraction and all that but they have a big like a bucky dome over the uh a buckminster fuller you know structure over the fountain and all the restoration work is being done 
under that. So this is like a big freaking fountain, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, so he wants to meet you inside of there. Uh, and on a, you know, you go there on a Sunday and it's not being worked on or anything. You can kind of go and peek through the, the plastic, as you will. Um, you see, like, there is the fountain and, like, most of the, the stonework has been done. And the um, seven other heads are actually already mounted on their respective places. And it looks like most of this is done, but there's no water in the fountain. At the middle of it, there is this black stone, just kind of this weird-looking black stone. And it has, <laughs> like, a whole bunch of wire or cable harnesses coming out of it to these things that are laying all around. I mean, the hundreds and hundreds of harnesses, for lack of a better term. They look like something that you just, like, buckle around your belly. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a wire coming out of it, and they all go to this black stone. They're all just laying there flat on the ground, but it looks like uh, hundreds of people would come and sit down and like wrap these around their belly and stand there or do whatever. I don't know. That's fucking weird. So how will we bring these heads? You want to bring the four but keep the dragon heads safe somewhere to make sure we get full payment? Or we leave, We don't bring them with us. We put them in a hotel room somewhere. Here's the key when we have payment. And go pick up okay. That works. Is he going to agree to that? Uh, he feels like he's going to want to just do a straight up handoff. This, this is a. Or your key could lead to an empty room. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the problem. You so have my I money. Think, I think we bring. Oh, show a picture of them on the bed. <laughs> which could be anywhere in the fucking world. <laughs> to a local newspaper with today's date. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why don't we just bring the, the heads in like three separate duffel bags? So we each carry a duffel bag. You know, a duffel has, bag can take eight heads. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the movie said. So my character has one head of duffel bag because he's slightly weaker. You guys have two. And then we can work a system where we give him three of the heads. He gives us the money. We give him the last two heads. Or some shit like that. I'll take three heads because, you know, good old-fashioned American know-how. Yeah, okay. Elbow grease. Hoorah. All right. So, uh, you come to the meet. It's like on a, you know, non-working day for the restoration. Um, it's kind of cloudy. The park has people in it, but it's not terribly crowded. Come walking up with your duffel bags. Uh, and he's inside the Bucky Dome. Basically, uh, ready to, and he's like, "Oh, excellent! You've come. Uh, how did it go? Fairly easy. Well, the game master is an easy GM, notoriously. <laughs> uh, and we thank him for that." <laughs> he says, uh, "Can can I see them? This is quite exciting." Sure. Here's a picture on my phone. What's in the bag? <laughs> What's in the box? Ding ding ding. I don't so feel we'll, comfortable pulling them out in a public place like this. I just, well, you're, I'm in, just gonna you're inside the, the restoration show. dome, so okay. even though you're in a public place, you're actually in your own building. So, like, right we now. can unzip the bag yeah. a little, little bit and be like, okay. Yeah, there's no one else in here okay. except him. He doesn't have, like, a team of six flunkies doing nope. this. So. Okay. He's a multi billionaire. He's got cojones of steel. Okay. 
so yeah, we can kind of you know unzip one of the bags and or all the bags kind of open up, showing yeah. them, you know, turn them out so you can see the faces on them. Yep. Uh, can I examine them just to make sure they're authentic? He takes rat head, mm-hmm. you know, little jeweler's loop, you know, examines it. Excellent. Very good. Um, takes his phone. Your phone's ding. It's from your, you know, Swiss bank account. Uh, Thankfully, they have an app. Everything has an app. Swiss yeah. Fargo. Yeah. And verifying the, the deposit, 10 million euros. <laughs> and they've opened okay. six new credit cards for you. He says, you might like to see this. And he takes the bags and <laughs> starts going around the fountain and, you know, took away from the blast. That's my feeling. We don't want to see this. Mounting the heads on where they go, you know, on the, their, little, head head their little pipes. And, uh, you know, so it takes a few minutes to do that. And he's talking about, like, this is, you know, honors China and greatness and, you know, restoring, repatriating stolen artworks and how this is, uh, restores the balance of power and old wrongs. And he's kind of going on in that vein as he's setting them up. And, he's, and he goes over to a uh, computer, like he's got a laptop sitting on this black rock. He says, this should give you an idea of what this will look like. And he starts doing stuff on the computer. And the stone that it's sitting on begins to thrum. And then, like, light comes out of the 12 heads and converges on the stone. And uh, something's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's probably a demonic ritual of some kind. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty quickly, a... This, this form begins to coalesce above the stone that is at first indistinct. It's quite large, but indistinct, and then it takes on more shape, and it's, in, it's, a, it's a dragon. And it uh, begins to fly around. And he says, yes, this, the, the, uh, the heads channel key energy, which we've been gathering within the stone, this key battery. And uh, we can use it for uh, the defense of China or to uh, enforce our will upon others. And this... Uh... <laughs> so you can, you can fight the dragon if you want. Um, well, I assume it's going to go nuts and start burning civilians in the yep. city. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. it's a Chinese dragon, so... We'll take the guy out, likely. hack the computer, try and get the dragon down. I mean, if it's going to destroy... The Chinese capital, really, that you know, <laughs> makes USA number one again. So he says, he says, okay with that. oh, no, 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 allow me to demonstrate. And he's like doing things on the computer and he's apparently giving it orders. So this thing like starts flying around inside the dome and then it makes like a low diving pass and it <laughs> blasts fire that seems to be real, uh, but not, not at you. He's like, quite the thing, isn't it? Do you want to steal it? You want a pet dragon? You're damn right I do. Okay. I'll shoot the dark one <laughs> That you had in the duffel bag? Sure. <laughs> I assume I just walk around bristling with weapons at all times. <laughs> Which, of course, you can do in Beijing. Yeah, well. It, it'd be something you could get concealed in the duffel bag, yeah. I assume. So, yeah. Give me a uh, shooting check. Okay. 
I'm going to take a slightly different tactic while this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to run up and kick the dragon head off and think he just stuck it back on too. Okay. Because really, he just sat it there, more or less. Yeah, yeah. It's not you know, like he didn't take out tools and you know yeah. screw it on with a pipe wrench or anything. It's going to be six. Uh, but I could spend one point on a stunt. Uh, no, because a six doesn't succeed. So you don't get a stunt if you don't succeed. Oh. Yeah, so you, like, pick up the duffel bag. <laughs> I've got something for you. <laughs> Boom, and it, it tears a hole in the duffel bag, but misses. Okay. I'll whip out my stunt baton and try to smack the guy with it. Okay. This is the second time tonight I've rolled three ones. That's amazing. I'm glad you're not doing character creation. Eight, the only time I ever rolled three sixes was when I was playing groups, which is also a botch. <laughs> Eleven. That will hit. Alright, so damage is a d6 plus stun paralysis, 1d6 rounds. So he'll take five damage. Okay. And he is stunned for six rounds. Okay. <laughs> um. The dr- as soon as he's like not in control through the computer, the dragon begins to rampage inside the dome. So it's just like, yeah, going to fulfill its destructive destiny. Uh, Rudy, what do you do? Rudy, get on that computer! Oh, you were going to kick the mm-hmm. dragon head off. Um, yeah, you're able to do that easily on like that beam of light going through the battery. Uh, dies and it seems like the dragon diminishes a little bit. Knock the rest of them off. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give the dragon around here. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I think he's just gonna go straight for the breath weapon here. Yeah. Flame bass. Everyone, give me a Dex Acrobatics. Target number twelve. your toughness. Okay. It's a spiritual fire. Mm-hmm. It's not. Did you succeed, Brian? Okay. You two. Yeah. Take eight minus your toughness. <sighs> Alright. What y'all doing? Start knocking heads off. Okay. Going around the circle one way. What are yep. you doing? Going around the circle the other way. Okay. What are you doing? What's the guy doing? Uh, He's having like, convulsions? <laughs> he just got hit with for six for electrical stun baton. Oh, okay. I guess I would yell at you to knock the heads off and I would run towards the computer. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, knock on heads, knock on heads, computer. Um, it's running some kind of software that doesn't intuitively make sense, but... Alt F4? Huh? Alt F4? I'm sorry. I'm pushing Alt and F4. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> the the dragon disappears in a puff of logic. <laughs> Rebooting. USA uh, number one. 
Yeah. So, uh, uh, how do you want to end this? With more beer. Uh-huh. Um, I, I say we. So he's break, down. We've got the money. Break I the, think we take the heads, or at least one of the heads, and we move with it. Gotta say, break the black stone. Um, we'll take one of the heads that we didn't steal from France. So we'll just take the dragon head. Yeah, dragon head. Uh, but call the police. So the guy, will, they'll come and find him with the four With the stolen, stolen heads. Heads from France. Good idea. Yeah. And it might create an international incident. Give a tip to Interpol. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So there's, there's like a four-week news cycle of his arrest and, you know, the shocking... I will said, lady, sorry, we're unable to test your uh, security systems. Somebody beat us to it. You, you fail. <laughs> we attempted, but we couldn't find a way in, so we just, we just walked away. Uh, no worries, we'll ping us. We'll send we can. <laughs> All right. So that, that was my stupid idea for this game. That was cool. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that it was really the real the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast is brought to you by Baron Von Productions. Modern Age is published by Green Ronin. For more information, check out www.chippewavalleygeek.com. <laughs>